0: I. <laughs> hey y'all.
1: Uh welcome to What's in Your Hometown. We've got, I think, a pretty good
0: episode for you this week. Uh, hopefully. I yeah, really, hopefully. Alright, so this is What's in Your Hometown, where we talk about the dirty little secrets buried deep, deep down in your backyard. Jules, what's in your backyard this, this week? <laughs> uh well let me see here. This week
1: I was getting ready for my aunt from South Carolina to come visit for her 45th high school reunion. And so in order to get ready for this, I'm from an Italian family. Uh, (laughs) The only way that we know how to get ready for company is to just make so much food. (laughs) I made spaghetti. We made spaghetti (laughs) and meatballs. I made eight pounds of
0: meatballs. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: that was just for the three of you? Well, I mean, they freeze well. And we made sauce. Like a cauldron of sauce. (laughs) Uh, But no, I mean, whenever we make meatballs, we just make them in big quantities. Big batches, because they really, they do freeze well. And we don't know how to make them
0: unless we make eight pounds at a time. Well, I mean that's okay. My family, like every once in a while, makes a p- pilgrimage to Ohio to buy out the butcher's uh, stock of kielbasa, and then we just freeze it and sparsely like hand it yeah. out through the year.
1: No, it's it's the exact same thing. This is the time that we're gonna make meatballs probably this year. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll go well, I think. Uh, and it's the, same prob- it's the same thing that we did when we make soup. You don't just make, like, a cup of soup at a time from scratch. Yeah. You make a whole big thing of soup yeah. and then freeze it. So that was what was in my backyard this week. So, Sam, what's in your backyard this week?
0: There's so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have horrible anxiety that I struggle with. And it always gets worse at the beginning of the semester, because we start school in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it always gets worse at the beginning of the semester. And I go through bouts of insomnia, and mm-hmm. I'm in one right now. Oh, that, that is so... I'm like right now in a period of my life where I actually sleep, mm-hmm.
1: which is not terribly common. And I'm going to enjoy it for as long as I can, because I know it won't last. But uh, what are you doing with your insomnia?
0: Okay, so the doctor had prescribed me medication during these times to get me to go to sleep. But... It's really good at keeping me asleep, not so good at putting me asleep. Mm. So I'll take one, wait, like, two hours. The light, like, the sun is rising. I'm miserable. So I'll take a second one and then go to sleep and then wake up at 5 p.m. the next day. So now my circadian rhythm's all off, and I still have insomnia, and it's just a big mess.
1: That is a giant mess. I hope that gets sorted out on its own uh, pretty soon, because you know those other things that we asked you to write in and give us tips about? If you can give us any sort of (laughs) tips for how to (laughs) sleep, that'd be great. Yeah. And not like the usual ones. Like, I promise you, I've tried warm milk and cookies and essential oils. Like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I've, I've drank so much tea, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> counted sheep, all that shit. Yeah, read horror books like ghost stories at night. <laughs> uh, the other thing, okay,
1: so this week I think we've got kind of like a cryptid urban legend thing going, mm-hmm. um, and I think both of our stories. Have similar things all over the world, or at least all over the country, but I want to talk about like the West Virginia version of this urban legend, and I picked it because the name makes me giggle. (laughs) I'm going to be talking to you today about Sheep Squatch. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) About what now? Sheep Squatch. Like Sasquatch, but a sheep. But a sheep. But a sheep. (laughs) sheep. It's also... (laughs) me giggle it's so funny um it's also known as the white thing uh which is it's not better it's not better it's the most inventive name it's fairly similar to maryland's goat man urban legend and kentucky's uh the pope lick monster i'm sorry (laughs) I know it just, it's just a treasure trove the more you dive into it just the names are enough to justify me doing this episode I agree <laughs> I- Did he lick a pope <laughs> <laughs> Sam Popelik is the the region it's from. Um, I didn't look too far into that one because I just didn't have wanted, time
0: for it. Well, also, um, you want to stay closer to our home state.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I really want to focus on these the urban legends that are, like, close to home. Yeah. Um. So, Sheep Squatch. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time I say it. <laughs> um... Sheep Squatch is described as a woolly-haired beast that looks like a, ben- a blend between a sheep and a Sasquatch. Uh, it's described as being at least six feet tall, usually somewhere between eight and nine feet tall. It's a nine-foot-tall sheep? Yeah. With, with person legs. <laughs> with person <laughs> legs? humanoid (laughs) legs its shoulders are usually about four to five feet across and it acts in a lot of situations similar to what a bear would act like Mm -hmm. it has been described as being bear like it walks on all four feet but it can stand up it has a long pointed head kind of like a dog but it has saber teeth a pair of horns like goat horns and it smells like sulfur this isn't a sheep, this is Satan. It, uh, it, it sounds to me a little bit like Krampus. <gasps>
0: honestly? It does!
1: Yeah. But anyway, uh, according to Cryptid Wiki, which is where I got a, a decent amount of my information from, I have some other sources. Thank God for Wikipedia. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but anyway, according to Cryptid Wiki, uh, it... There are two explanations for its smell. The first and most likely explanation is that it's some sort of a gland that this thing has that just sort of makes it smell like sulfur. Like a skunk would or like many other animal like possums. Things that smell Oh, I thought you were saying a possum smelled like sulfur. Oh so no, like, mm. they have they have glands that produce scents that are usually off putting and <laughs> make it so that things think it's dead. Yeah. The second explanation, which I think you'll be a little more interested in, is that this beast has its origin stories in the TNT area. (gasps) I told you. In Mason County, like the Mothman. All those fucking chemicals dumped there made all of the
0: wildlife.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's where the first sighting of this beast really came from. The first reported sighting. Oh, but anyways, it was in the TNT area. Right. Um, so the first sighting of this thing comes out of Mason County, close to the TNT area. And it was in 1994. So this is a fairly recent phenomenon. It had sightings throughout the 90s, pretty well dropped off in 1999. So between 1994 and 1999, there were a few sightings. And then it showed up again in 2015 on the other side of the state, like in oh my Virginia. God. So, oh, no. the 2015 sighting was in Folks Run, Virginia, which is just pretty well due south of the point on Hardy County. Okay. So, out in the eastern panhandle. Oh, okay. And most of the sightings of Heapsquatch, <laughs> uh, it's, it's mostly been seen in Boone County There have been a few sightings in Mason, Kanawha, and Putnam counties. So over on, like, the western and southwestern parts of the state. Oh, okay. I got you. You know, the first sighting in 1994 was a group of women who were driving outside of the TNT area. It was a dark and snowy night. The roads were icy. Uh, They were going very slow so that they wouldn't wreck the car and kill themselves. Advisable if you happen to drive on icy
0: roads. Well, yeah, but West Virginia slow is much different from other states slow. It, yeah, it is.
1: Um, <coughs> West Virginia slow is way slower than Ohio slow, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: go ahead and toss that up right now. Ohio is the need only to slow the fuck down. Ohio is the only state where I've driven where I can easily go twenty miles an hour over the speed limit. And people will still pass me by at least twice as fast as I'm going. Yes. But anyway, they, these women were driving very slow because the roads were icy. And according to them, they were surprised by a large creature which lumbered out of the woods in front of them. And they described it as being seven to eight feet tall and covered with shaggy white hair. It had a pointed snout and ram-like horns and human-looking legs. The creature froze in the headlights... And wandered back into the woods. It just didn't want shit to do with these people. And it was like, oh no, I've been seen. And (laughs) left.
0: (laughs) Oh no, I've been seen. (laughs) Um, Did it tiptoe through the tulips? That's the creepiest fucking
1: (laughs) song. I'm sorry. I'm I'm never going to be okay. There was a video that went around a while ago. What was the horror movie that went along with that shit?
0: Oh shit! It's like Insidious or something. Yeah, I was—I was about to say, why do I remember that James Wan was the director, but I can't <laughs> remember the name
1: of the movie. I don't remember. I don't remember the name of the movie. What I do remember about this movie is that my roommates, my sophomore year in college, were very interested in this movie. Oh no! <laughs> so we all got together in the dorm room and we all watched it. And Britlyn, <laughs> who we now go to law school with, she just graduated. And I'm very proud of her. Decided to crawl off of my roommate's bed across the floor. <laughs> and I just saw her little pale face reflected in the TV light at the foot of my bed. Um, oh, no. And I am still not okay from that. It oh, has been at no. least six years. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Poor Jules.
1: <laughs> um, And then... A couple of days later, she found that video of the freaky thing tiptoeing through the tulips, uh, and then, through the tulips. yeah, that thing. And then it did <laughs> like a creepy thing. And then she played it so much. Oh no! <laughs> I'm was, sorry. It's fine. I know how you hate scary movies. Do. I just I don't like jump scares. Yeah. And every horror movie just relies so heavily on
0: something coming out of the dark at you. We can watch the old ones. I there's like on Amazon Prime, there's complete collection of The Haunted Bong. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Did you say The Haunted Bong? Yes. Like
1: that thing you smoke out of? Yeah. All right, I'm down. Yeah, okay. I'll watch that.
0: Okay. I don't see any possible way that could go wrong. You're start having nightmares about, like, a bog coming after you. Listen,
1: I have enough nightmares. <laughs> really. Uh,
0: I have enough weird dreams.
1: But anyway, uh, this beast did not tiptoe <laughs> through the tulips. Uh, it froze in the headlights, and then it ran off into the darkness. Yes. There was another account, uh, also in 1994, and... So, the cryptid wiki entry for this says, In 1994, a former Navy seaman stated having witnessed the beast breaking through the forest after ingesting a mound of shroom caps he found on the forest floor.
0: <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Now,
1: <laughs> this either means he saw sheep squatch eating shrooms, Or it means he had a really bad trip because he just found some shrooms in the forest and ate them.
0: (laughs) Really bad or really good? I would consider this a bad trip. But you don't like scary things. I feel like
1: most people, if they saw an eight-foot-tall white sheep thing... that looked vaguely human come out of the woods after I had done drugs. I don't feel like that's going to be a good time.
0: I don't know. I've seen a lot of movies where they get high and, like, this stuff comes towards them and they just make friends and it tells them the secrets of the universe. All right. I don't know. Maybe it
1: wasn't a bad trip. Maybe I'm just a chicken shit, which is absolutely true. This ex-Navy guy... High on shrooms. Possibly high on shrooms or the thing ate them. Uh, He watched it come out of the woods, kneel by a creek, take a drink, chill out for a minute and then go back along
0: its way. Like, it didn't bother him, it didn't do anything. What would be better? Him high on shrooms or this sheep squat (laughs) high on shrooms?
1: (laughs) I really don't know the answer to that question. (laughs) I'm going with sheep squatch. I am. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll go with that. Hopefully it doesn't turn violent high on shrooms. Well, it does later. Oh. Like, the first couple of sightings of this thing are like, okay, it's just a giant white thing that lives in the woods and then it doesn't bother anybody. Maybe it ran out of shrooms.
0: Like, it ran out of shrooms. And that's why it became violent. (laughs) It's the real world now, motherfucker. (laughs) Maybe. Anyway, another um,
1: peaceful encounter. Uh, There were some kids in Boone County that were playing in their yard. And they saw this thing kind of come to the edge of the forest. And it stood up on its back legs. They said it was at least six feet tall. Uh, And it kind of looked around like a bear would when it was trying to see. But when it noticed the kids, it freaked out and it went back in the woods. Yeah. The women, the Navy dude, and the the kids that saw it um, that those were the reported encounters in 1994. In 1995, there was a couple also in Boone County. They saw the creature. They were driving. It was hunched over a ditch next to a road, and they didn't know what it was. So they kind of started to slow down to see what it was, mm-hmm. and it perked up and it started to chase them. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> and they being in the car just sort of sped up and and left but it hit the car (gasps) oh oh jesus they weren't about to stop for that shit so whenever they got home they noticed that the car had wicked scratches like it had been made by claws
0: oh my jesus yeah nope yeah (laughs) i am not here for that Mm -mm. no Mm, I'm, i'm not here for it either so uh
1: the next reported sighting, it kind of went quiet for a couple of years. The next reported sighting was in 1999. Uh, there were some campers in Boone County that were hanging out around a bonfire.
0: I told you, Boone County.
1: It's just, it's Boone County. That's that's where this thing,
0: I guess, lives. It settled down. Yeah. Found a family in a trailer park. <laughs> oh, we'll have to delete that. <laughs> Please do. <Ooh>. Um, <laughs> Sheep, <laughs> sheep, sheep Squatch. Sheep Squatch. So now I like there needs to be a jingle for Sheep Squatch, because I instantly went to do na Sheep Squatch.
1: I might be convinced that Sheep Squatch would be a better main character than Bruce Lane. Oh my god. Just all the same villains, same setup yes just sheep squatch
0: instead of bruce oh my god yes the joker would make a whole lot more sense yeah he's just lost <laughs> his fucking mind because of this giant fucking sheep bear human thing keeps <laughs> haunting him uh, where was i right okay cool so we got through
1: 1995 in 1999 there were some campers in boone county that were hanging out around a bonfire at night i'm getting some sort of conflicting information from a couple of different sites about where they were Mm -hmm. because they've been described as campers they've also been described as running back into their house so i'm just going to go ahead and assume that these were the sort of people that camp in their backyard because it's not fun it's i just don't understand camping yeah, I I don't enjoy camping. A vehemently I vehemently hate it. I have a whole bunch of friends that really love camping, and you know what? Go for it. Yeah. I'm going to assume that these were people who just camp in their backyards. Mm-hmm. Um, they heard some sniffing and scuffling Around the camp, um, but they just sort of assumed it was a wild animal and they didn't do anything about it because it wasn't coming closer to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all chilling out around the bonfire, no big deal until this thing charges at them. Oh shit. And they scatter.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: this thing tries to chase them and it, uh, it didn't catch any of them. They all made it back into the house. God yeah no, and it was frustrated it let out a terrible scream and headed back into the woods so the next morning when they all figured it was safe they went back to the camp and looked at where they had been camping and they said that the land was torn up like someone had tilled it
0: because he's looking for his fucking mushrooms
1: <laughs> <laughs> he said that with a completely straight face <laughs> I guess I don't know. Maybe this is like a truffle pig. This <laughs>
0: <just>. <laughs> we both know it wasn't truffles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. All right. So the most recent sighting, the last sighting, uh, this the sightings of this creature have it had dropped off completely after 1999. There were no more sightings. He's um, Henry, yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Um, Sorry. There were no actual sightings. There was um, an episode of I think it was like mountain monsters or something. They did an episode uh, and they heard. I guess they heard it scream. Ooh. But they didn't actually, like, catch it on video. They didn't, like, see it, see it, mm-hmm. as is typical of those sorts of shows. But the, the most recent sighting was in 2015, uh, and this sheep squatch, I guess, had just spent the last, like, 15 years moving across the state, because it went from the Ohio River Valley over in, sort of, Boone, Putnam, and Kanawha Counties, over to Virginia, So it's now up in the mountains, it's in the Smoky Mountains, Mm -hmm. and it did not get less aggressive during this time. (laughs) Rehab didn't work. I don't think so. (laughs) Um... So, the creature was spotted close to midnight, again, by campers. There were about six campers that have remained unidentified. It was spotted around midnight, and they report that it was between eight and nine feet tall and four to five feet across its shoulders. And it was on the opposite side of a river bank from where they were camped. Mm -hmm. And it saw them and started to charge at them again. But there was a river in the way, and it started to search for a way across the river.
0: Do you know what I read the other day? Hmm. Evil camp cross flowing
1: waters this
0: thing, this thing crossed the river oh that was
1: a little bullshit man. <laughs> bullshit but uh, anyway it started to look for a way across the river and when it couldn't find one it started to wade through the river and these people started to freak out and started to like pack up camp and get away I don't like
0: how they just sort of looking like were looking at it it started charging couldn't get across the river and they're like nah it's fine <laughs> And then when it started waiting, they were like, oh, shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There was a loud screech that sounded like it was far away. Mm -hmm. And that spooked it enough that it stopped crossing the river. It never got to them. And it turned around and went in the opposite direction of the screech.
0: What? No, that's more terrifying. What the fuck was right. that screech? I don't know what the hell is going to
1: scare something that's nine feet tall in these woods. And these campers uh, were pretty understandably freaked out. They never reported this to authorities They because people were going to think that they were crazy. They mm-hmm. did report it to the locals, though, in the area. Yeah. And that is the last sighting. These people have remained unidentified as of the most recent update to each of these websites that is the story of sheep squatch <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right
1: well I, I can't. so it's just like, like a, a, a nine, nine foot, foot, foot tall woolly thing with that. horns <laughs> a nine and foot
0: tall woolly thing <laughs> yeah i can't be afraid of it because it's named sheep squatch
1: it's also called the white thing i, I know that doesn't make it any better does not but, uh so, Sam, what do you have for us this week?
0: All right, Jules. So, today, I'm going to be talking about the Lady in White. Okay. Have you heard this urban legend? No. Oh, it's good. I have my very own story about the Lady in White. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I haven't had that much talker. Um, I have my very own story about the Lady in White, too. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: always in for personal stories. Yep. So.
0: so, the Lady in White, also known as the White Lady or the Weeping Woman. Okay. Nowadays, uh, she's usually a female ghost dressed in all white, reportedly seen in rural areas, and she's associated with some local legend. Now she's seen all over the world. There's all kinds of different ladies. Usually, she is a woman who's been betrayed by her husband or fiancé and then takes her own life. Or she murders her children after being betrayed by her spouse and then commits suicide. Okay. That's nowadays. That's how her story usually goes nowadays. And in fact, now, it's not considered a weeping woman or a lady in white unless she has been betrayed. However, there are many, many stories of the lady in white that don't exactly follow that formula. Mm-hmm. She's usually considered a harbinger of death. Um, in Holland and Germany, Lady and Whites appear in blindingly beautiful light, and she's sort of considered, like, she's not a harbinger of death. She's just this ethereal thing. Okay. These are old. Old Holland Germany legends. In Dutch legend, they were considered spirits of healers. In Ireland, they were welling women who foretold death. And in Japan, there are vengeful spirits called, no, you're going to have to help me with this, Uh, Y-U-R-E-I. Yurei. Yurei. Y-U-R-E. Uh, who are attached to a certain object or places and attack people who come in contact with those places or things. So, let's get into some of my favorite stories that I found. In Germany, I think there are two prominent white ladies. You sure? <laughs> it's Germany. We <laughs> tend to have those. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the white lady was first reported to have been seen in the Berliner Schloss, which is German. did not see that right. It's called the Berlin Palace in English. Uh, In 1625 up until 1790. The Berlin Palace is the royal palace that served as the winter residence of the electors of Brandenburg, the kings of Prussia, and German emperors. It was destroyed by the East German communist regime in the 1950s. It is currently being rebuilt.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, like I said, there are two well-known legends linked to the white ladies, because there's, like, sort of like an urban legend, and then there's an actual historic legend. Okay. So, historically, it was the guilt-ridden countess—oh, jesus Kunigunda, Kunigunda. I don't know. That's how I'm going to say it. Who murdered her two young children because she believed they stood in the way of her marriage to Albert of Nuremberg. Nuremberg. Not (laughs) Nuremberg. Nuremberg. Um... When her husband died, she set her sights on Albert. He said he would marry her if only, quote, only there were not four eyes between us. Uh, Supposedly, this was a reference to his parents. Like, he couldn't marry her because his parents wouldn't (laughs) approve. She did not get that reference. (laughs) She took this to mean that her children were in the way. So, she murdered them by piercing their skulls with needles. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Because she didn't want to be caught, so she just, like pierced their skulls with needles and i guess they bled like blood on the brain i guess yep however i wrote however much like lady Macbeth, she couldn't escape her conscience and conscience and envision eventually visited the pope and Rome so when i read this story i just imagined her going the blood won't wash out <laughs> <laughs> out, 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 damn out, damn spot out, damn spot <laughs> Um, so he told her that she could be forgiven for her crime if she walked on her knees to the valley of Burnack and built a monastery there. And that's what she did. Okay. Uh, there are two different versions about how this went. Uh, In some versions, she died during the journey and, uh, has haunted the castle ever since. In others, she founded the monastery called Heaven's Crown, but died soon after. So, I mean, she was forgiven by the time she died in one version. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then there was another legend in Berlin about the manor. <laughs> Osel. A U S E E L? Okay. Okay, so at, uh, manor Hoss Ocel. <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: have a sneaking suspicion that that's probably not how that's pronounced.
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, the legend that the white lady, it was the legend that the white lady was the prince's wife. The prince was away fighting in the Thirty Years' War. His wife took a wandering minstrel as her lover. Okay. Here's the catch. (laughs) The prince returned unexpectedly, (laughs) as, as most lovers do, or as most husbands of cheating wives do. Uh, he caught the two lovers and then, um, did the only sensible thing and drowned the minstrel in the moat. Poor minstrel. Cause you can't, like, if, if the princess of a country comes to you and is like, hey, get in bed now, <laughs> are you gonna be able to say no?
1: Probably not.
0: Exactly, poor minstrel. Um, he then took his wife and encased her behind a wall in his manor with food and water. Uh, it was his intent that he would return after he was done fighting and he would release her. And in the meantime, she wouldn't be able to cheat on him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, he, however, he uh, yeah, he died in battle and never returned home. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, his wife just starved to death behind a wall.
1: That's a terrible way to die.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, when the manor was renovated, the new owner had his builders tear down the wall behind which she was strapped. Uh, the next day, the worker who tore down the wall was working on the roof of the manor when he fell and broke his back and died. And then she's been seen as a white lady ever since. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to good old Mexico. This is the story that I know of the white lady. It's called La Llorona. In a rural village of Mexico, there lived a young woman named Maria. She came from a poor family, but was known around her village for her beauty. Uh, One day, a wealthy nobleman traveled through her village when he saw Maria. She was charmed by him and he was charmed by her. So, this sounds like the start of a wonderful fairy tale. And we wouldn't end- be talking about that if that were the yeah, case. I know, it ends like a grim fairy tale. Shortly after, he proposed to her and she immediately accepted. The nobleman's father, however, was not happy his son was marrying somebody beneath him. So, to deal with that disapproval, they built a house in the village to be away from his disapproving father. So, the, the nobleman did what I did and just sort of ran away from his problems. <laughs> uh,. Eventually, Maria gave birth to twin boys. It all sounds so happy. (laughs) However, it wasn't a happy family. Uh, Her husband was always traveling and stopped spending time with his family. When he was home, he only paid attention to the boys. Maria knew that he was falling out of love with her. Uh, One day, her husband left and never returned. Years later... Years passed. Years later, Maria and her boys were walking by the river when she saw her husband in a carriage with a beautiful woman. Uh, so, in the version I heard, he um, he would only come back every once in a while. And he hadn't told his father that he had married her. Now, this is just the version I heard. He hadn't told his father that he had married her. Mm-hmm. So, what he didn't said was his father sort of set him up with this. I think it was a princess and he just sort of followed that road in life and just left Maria in the dust. And then she he, he went back and told her he was like, Hey, I'm gonna marry this chick. I'm sorry, it's not gonna work out and she sort of lost her mind. Okay. That's the version I heard. In this one she he does marry her and then he see she sees him later on in this carriage with a beautiful woman. Maria in rage took her two boys and drowned them in the river. There's better ways to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> but she drowned I mean, them in
1: Drown him in the river. Yeah, see? Don't take that uh, out on your kids. Don't take that.
0: They're innocent. They didn't ask for this. He did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she drowned her two boys in the river, and it was only after she saw their bodies floating in the river that she realized what she had done, and in grief, she flung herself in the river, hoping drowned, which she did. However, at the gates of heaven, she was asked where her children were. And when she couldn't answer, she was not permitted to enter the afterlife until she found them. So now she just wanders the banks of the river, weeping and searching for her lost children. Now that's the version I heard in fourth grade. Why they were telling ghost stories to us in fourth grade, do not remember. (laughs) Hey, uh, fourth grade was roughly the time that I learned about the Telltale Heart. Well, there you go. Um, so she now spends eternity searching for her lost children around the river. If you hear her crying, you need to run in the opposite direction. Uh, legend has it that if you hear her cries, they could bring misfortune or even death. And additionally, children are, even, are in even more danger as she thinks all children are her own. So I heard that story in fourth grade. I don't remember the, why we, we were telling good stories, but I do remember hearing that story. And then I went home. And let me give you a little bit of setup. Because the white lady can be a young lady or an old lady, or it can be a child. So, when I heard that story in fourth grade, the place we were living, um, the setup was there was one long hallway. On one side of the hallway was my room, directly across was the bathroom, and then at the end was my baby brother's room. Mm -hmm. And I, (laughs) my dad thought that if he set a timer on a TV... I would go to sleep when the timer ended and the TV turned off. And instead, I I just always turned the TV back on and (laughs) stayed up real late. So I was staying up really late after having heard this story. And I had to pee, so I went across to the bathroom. And when I had finished, I opened the door because it was right next to the sink. I opened the door and went down and washed my hands and looked up. And there was this little girl hovering in my brother's doorway, dressed all in white. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was peaceful though. Like, okay. I just sort of looked at her and she just sort of looked at me. And then I gathered my courage and turned around and looked at the doorway and there was nothing there. And I turned back and there was nothing in the mirror. So I went to check on my brother, make sure that he was sleeping okay, that he was breathing, that everything was good and he was fine. And then, like I do with all problems in my life, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm going to go to sleep. And that was when I was like maybe ten. So this is a habit that's carried on from childhood. So that's um that's my interaction with a white lady. Wow. But it, I it, I I wasn't at all scared. Good. I just remember it just. It was just like I saw her and she saw me and we were just sort of staring at each other. But I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel threatened. It was almost like she was curious. And like the older I get, the older I think, well, maybe it was because I'd heard that story earlier on. But I mean, I saw her. I know I saw her. I never saw her again after that either. Not once. And I've had many like ghost encounters, but I never, ever saw that little girl again. (laughs) All right. Moving on to Hawaii. This is my favorite. Cause like the new one is all about the understanding of the white lady now is that she has to be betrayed by her lover. Uh, Hawaii just doesn't go <laughs> with a lot of things. So the white lady in Hawaii is a um, interpretation of the goddess fire or the goddess of fire Pele. She most often takes the form of a woman with long white hair. She can be both elderly or young, but. She always has the long white hair. She roams from island to island and has a proclivity for hitchhiking and cigarettes, which she lights with the snap of her finger. I That's love a great this power woman. I have. Right? I love her. Uh, she tests the kindness of strangers. So what she'll do is she'll hitchhike. Uh, if you give her a ride, she hops into the bed of a, of your pickup and then disappear at the next stop. However, If you don't pick her up, or if you don't treat her with the aloha spirit, you will soon face catastrophe and heartache. I just, I love this woman. Like, I love this goddess. I feel like that's just such Mm -hmm. a Hawaiian thing. Like, if you don't treat her with an aloha spirit, then fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I have two more. There's the Ireland, which is... Goes from being just a, Hawaii's just really chill. Ireland's really fucking scary. <laughs> uh, the White Lady of Kinsale haunts the uh, Charles Fort in Cork, Ireland. Okay. Uh, Charles Fort was a fortress built between sixteen seventy seven and eighteen or er, sixteen eighty two to defend against the attacks from enemies approaching via sea. Uh, It was in military use until 1922 and is now in ruins. There are tours through it now. The story goes that one of the fort's soldiers married a local girl, and they then stayed at the fort uh, for their wedding night. It's just not how I want to spend my wedding night. At a fort with a bunch of soldiers? Well, no, but
1: (laughs) if Uh, I want to spend my wedding night with my husband, and that's where my husband has to
0: be. She didn't, though. No, really. Yeah, no. Uh, the soldier had watch duty that night, she, so she just went back to the fort, I guess, presumably to spend time with her husband. And he was like, "Oh, by the way, I have to work."
1: <laughs> well, no. I mean, if you're gonna go and live with your husband, that's well,
0: that's true. I never thought about it. There wasn't like they didn't have like
1: off like housing out of the barracks. Yeah, I almost said off-campus housing. I've oh, been in <laughs> college for too long. <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, so the soldier had watched duty that night. However, he was drunk from the day celebration and fell asleep. Here's the thing. <laughs> the protocol of the day is if other soldiers, if he was found asleep on duty, mm-hmm. uh, he was shot at his post. Oh. So other soldiers found him asleep on duty and immediately shot him. Okay. Yeah. Uh his wife, hearing of her new husband's death, flung herself to death from atop one of the fort walls. Like, girl, that is your first husband. <laughs> Just compose yourself, grieve, but you will find another. We're only married for a day. I know, exactly. You didn't even get to spend the night with him. No, that's so sad. No, like that's so You're only married for a day, you'll move on, it's okay. <laughs> Um, she can now be seen wandering the fort walls by soldiers and their families and especially by children. There is one story of two sergeants who were packing up equipment when one of their daughters asked who the white lady smiling at her was. Oh, that was creepy. The two men never saw anything, but the kid was adamant that there was a lady in white, in a white dress looking at her. Uh, Another story is a nurse seeing the white lady standing over the bed of a sleeping child. That poor nurse. What do you do in that situation? Well,
1: if you're a nurse, you have uh, some sort of superhuman ability to not take anybody
0: else's shit. <laughs> as is required of nurses. <laughs> This wasn't, like, a like a hospital nurse. This was just a... I'm, I'm guessing it was more of a, like, wet nurse. Okay. Mama bear. Uh, well, that's true, mama bear. Charles Fort was declared an Irish national monument in 1973, and there are now regularly guided tours. So if you want to tour this fort, go for it. You do you, boo. All right. I'll get right
1: on that as soon as I get
0: enough money to
1: go to Ireland so that I can tour one fort that you talked about for 10
0: minutes. If, if you drank some more. <laughs> <laughs> Take another sip. <laughs> All right, so for the West Virginia, bringing it back to home for it, the West Virginia Weeping Woman. She can be found in Riverview Cemetery in Parkersburg. She is a memorial statue that stands watch over the Jackson plot, which is a family plot that is rumored to be related to Stonewall Jackson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, legend says that she rises at moonlight each full moon, or she rises at midnight each full moon, and strolls through the cemetery. Supposedly, if you are a young woman with a good soul and you ask the Weeping Woman statue for an unselfish wish, your wish will be granted. However, if you aren't a good person or you ask for an unselfish wish, the Weeping Woman will chase you through the graveyard, tear at your clothing, trip you, (laughs) and maybe even unzip your pants. Okay. (laughs)
1: I feel like that's maybe not the
0: best person to ask for things. (laughs) I just like how all of it's standard ghost stuff, and then it's, and unzip your pants. All right. um, Oh, I lied. The last one is New York, because it's a famous, just American legend. In the early 1800s, a lady and her daughter lived on a land where uh, Duran Eastman Park now resides. Uh, legend has it that the girl was rarely allowed to leave her home because of her extreme beauty. So her mother just kept her inside all the time. One night, the girl left home to go for a walk and never returned. Convinced that the girl had been raped and murdered by a local farmer, the mother the mother searched the marshy lands day after day, but never found a trace of her daughter. And she did this with her dogs. Okay. Uh, in her grief, she threw herself off a cliff into Lake Ontario and died. Her dogs, distraught. Threw themselves off the cliff after her. Oh no! Yeah, what? No. I know. No, I don't want the, the dogs, dogs to die. die. I know. Um, she can, but the dogs should live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: want her to die either.
0: That's already unfortunate. Yeah. So, um, the legend has, or the legend is, the mother spirit returned uh, to continue the search with her dogs. It's rumored on foggy nights the White Lady rises. From Durand Lake and accompanied by her dogs, she runs through Durand Eastman Park searching for her daughter. She often seeks vengeance vengeance against any male visiting the park, chasing them into the lake, shaking their cars, and pestering them until they leave the park. But she has never once done anything to a female. Okay. Good poor girl. (laughs) Um, So, because we are students and... Where our law students' sites for all of this. Um, I found uh, a lot of stories from Activity Authority, Ghost Stories of Hawaii, uh, Michelle K. Smith at Irish Central, Krista Durante at Exemplar, Estelle Thurtle at List First. I found stuff on Wikipedia, and then, of course, Toby Urban's uh, West Virginia Dark Tourism book. So if you ever want to read any more about it, you can uh, visit them.
1: Okay, and I got most of my information from... Cryptid Wiki, from uh, MysteriousUniverse.org, and from ModernFarmer.com. <laughs> um, uh,
0: and there's, I mean, there's so many, uh, like you said, there's so many other iterations of Sheik's There are. They're everywhere. That right? you can look up. And there's so many white lady stories. I mean, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have one, please write to us at what's in your hometown at gmail.com and if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's what's in your hometown on Instagram. Uh mostly it's uh our Instagram right now is made up of our pets.
1: <laughs> and one picture of the satellite in my backyard. And
0: one picture of of the fallout satellite in your backyard. Uh so that's where you can find us. Um so uh to wrap this all up you have to remember with all the crazy shit in the world What's in your hometown? Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, y'all.